It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? Back with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode, The Wizards Survived the magic they they find a way to not lose on another three point buzzer beater so let's get right into it you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is going on, guys? It is your boy, D and Ed, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, man, they escaped. They escaped. The Wizards didn't get their heart broken again. What's your main takeaway from that Orlando Magic game? Well, thank goodness for Bradley Bill stepping up and blocking uh, Gary Harris's shot at the end where it could have been another buzzer beater loss, and that would have been rough. That would have been a tough pill to swallow. Um, the Magic are 7-34. This is this is the game that we had to take care of. We didn't take care of the Rockets, and um, this is one of the games that we need to come out there and, and have a statement win. But we started up 13-3, and then our, our we just our defense was bad at one point. Terrence, Terrence Ross went crazy, had 32 points. Uh, we couldn't stop him. Cole Anthony was getting to the basket. Franz Wagner, uh, Mo Wagner's little brother, was getting to the basket. There was a lot of former Wizards on the court uh, with the Magic, but uh, we weren't defending well. And also, the offense just looked um, kind of clogged again, kind of like what we saw before. You know, guys were out with with, uh, yeah. with the protocols. You know, like we talked about, less is more. And um, Dinwiddie coming back. Uh, uh, Howell Neto coming back, Aaron Holiday coming back, um, Kate and other guys coming back. You know, it just kind of looked like, you know, my your turn, my turn type of thing. You know, Brad and Spencer kind of, you know, taking turns, kind of still trying to get the chemistry going. It just looked like that mm-hmm. offensively. But Kyle Kuzma, man, I I just – I can't say enough about it. He's playing at an yeah. all-star level right now. He really is. And he's really been – he really benefited from guys being out um, scoring 20 and 20. We don't win that game without him. We really right. don't, and um, he's playing at an all-star level right now. He really is. I, I got to give him his props for sure. But um, defensively, we just weren't there all night, and then we finally got it going at the end. Um, Kyle Kuzma said that they blitzed Terrence Ross. They got stops towards the end of the game that we needed. Uh, we rebounded the ball well. We have 54 rebounds to their 42, so I thought we did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually shot the ball fairly well from the 30, from the three-point line, 37%, so that's a lot better. Um and we started to move the ball. We got some open shots for Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill was getting downhill. Still got some guys in foul trouble. Daniel Gaffer got some foul trouble. Bradley Bill got some foul trouble. But it just looked like we were still trying to figure things out uh, offensively. Uh, Denny in the mix. And, of course, I got to talk about Rui. You know, Rui coming back. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, he had a nice dunk. Had two dunks. He had a putback dunk. He had a dunk uh, cut into the basket. And um, it looked like he was getting his wind under him. 
uh, as he did foul Mo Bamba on the other end. But I like some of the things that we saw. Uh, not a pretty win, but an ugly win. But we'll take it. You know, we were we needed all the wins we can get for sure. So um, there were some good moments, some bad moments. But I thought we took care of business and did what we needed to do down the stretch, getting some stops uh, down uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, um, getting that block on Gary Harris and, and stopping Ter- Terrence Ross at the end. Yeah, I, I would say main takeaway is. I would say my main takeaway is I think they got they got lucky, man. My main takeaway is I think they got lucky because you look at Terrence Ross, known Wizards killer, 32 points. I mean, he it was at a point where it was just he couldn't miss. It was good defense on him, couldn't miss, hitting contested shot after contested shot. And Magic go up, they grab a lead. You got Terrence Ross over here, the flamethrower, just killing the Wizards, and it wasn't looking good. It wasn't. It really wasn't looking good. Um, thankfully, they were playing the Orlando Magic. That's what I really have to say about it. I, I'm really happy they were playing the Magic because if they were playing a better team, a team that wasn't the Magic, even if it was, let's say, the Pacers, definitely the Pacers, it would have been a different game, I think. Um, but I'll take the W for sure because when your team is struggling, you get a W any way you can, you know, you're a struggling team, so you're going to get struggling W's. I don't care how it looks as long as they get the job done, and they did. I mean, before I go into the spiel about every single player, I, I do mainly want to point out Kyle Kuzma, like you said, man, Kuz. I, I, it's crazy. Dennis Rodman type games, 22 rebounds. You know, Dennis Rodman probably ain't putting up 20-plus points that much. <laughs> but – you know, the 22 rebounds, I mean, adding on the 27 points, he continues to get downhill. We've seen it in the Magic game. When he was getting downhill, the Magic couldn't do anything with him. And I continue to speak on downhill Kuz is a difference maker. He's a big difference maker. And the 22 rebounds, man, just him crushing the boards, career high, it just adds to his value on the team. I, I went back actually a while ago before I joined Locked On Wizards to where I was a guest on here. And I said, I think Kyle Kuzma was going to have the biggest impact. It was going to be the biggest factor on the Wizards from the Lakers at that trade. And right now, when you put up 27 and 22, that's a pretty big impact. Uh, so definitely wanted to point, point out Kyle Kuzma. And I think the Wizards got lucky. I think those were my main two things right there. Yeah, and um, Bertans, Bertans hit back-to-back threes. He's some big yeah. three. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. You know, we give him a hard time all the time. And he was about to fight uh, Gillespie a couple of times. He got a technical foul. Um, but yeah, I got to give Bertans some props too. He he has some clutch mm-hmm. threes down the stretch. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like I said before, we get into some more thoughts about the game. We do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, 
where the games start. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out Locked On Now Podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ed, I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on mainly. I want to get your thoughts on mainly Rui Hachimura. What did you think about Rui and his return? Oh, I, I thought he looked good. Um, I thought you you could tell that he's getting his getting back in basketball mm-hmm. shape. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like he was huffing and puffing, but you know he had to get back on defense. And Mo Bamba had an easy dunk. He fouled Mo Bamba. I thought it was a clean foul. Um, he shot a three and he missed the three. Terrence Ross was Terrence Ross was cooking everybody. Yeah, so I did see Terrence Ross get a couple buckets on Rui too. Rui's two for eight from the field, zero for three. Mm-hmm. From the three-point line, but I love when he got the ball in the post and he swept through, went baseline, he got fouled, uh, went to the free throw line. Uh, let me make sure his free throws. He was two for four from the free throw line, so he's got to improve mm-hmm. on that. He's a better free throw than he's a better free throw shooter than than fifty percent. Um, so six points and fourteen minutes. So he didn't play much the first time he got in. He was taken out pretty quickly. Only had one foul. Um, so it, it's hard to play like that when you're just put in and taken out. But I, I like what mm-hmm. I saw. He definitely added a different dynamic to the team. We need some more athletic guys that can finish around the rim and run the floor. So um, I was happy to see that from Rui. He basically picked up from where he left off. Now, he is trying to shoot the three ball. Um, he was good with that. Last, towards the end of the year, he, he improved his three-point shot against the Sixers in the playoff series. So um, mm-hmm. that's something that we need because we're just an awful three-point shooting team. So he does improve that. Um, anything can help with it, with spacing. So um, I, I like what I saw from Rui. Three boards tonight, too. I mean, last uh, on on Sunday night, too. Yeah, I seen, you know, when he got the offensive rebound in the slam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was nice. You know, that's, that's vintage Rui right there. And I'm just happy he's back on the court. You know, it's been a while. You know, first game, I wasn't expecting too much. First game back in who knows how long playing NBA basketball, not counting the Olympics playing NBA basketball. Last time we seen him on the court was the end of the playoff series against the 76ers. So that's a long time without NBA basketball and being 5-on-5 in the NBA. But, I mean, decent showing. Like I said, you see some things, like you said, with the post, getting the foul called on him. For, I mean, drawing the foul. And, like I said, the offensive rebound and the putback, really impressed with that. So I was happy to see the things I did see from Rui. He'll get better as he adjusts this, I mean, as he adjusts to the NBA and the speed and conditioning. 
once again because you can condition all you want, but that's not real time, real live five on five NBA basketball. But let's talk about some other guys. Daniel Gafford, three blocks. I mean, he had four fouls, but he had 12 points, five rebounds. I thought he had a good game, plus 14. Plus 14, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't care about the plus minus, but you care about it more <laughs> when it's when it's a nice big plus number. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, eight points, 10 assists. So he was out there distributing. You know, um, did you feel like he was more aggressive today? Did you feel, I mean, I guess the magic, did you feel like was more conservative. How did you tell your you take um, performance? It still looks like a guy that's trying to find his way with Brad. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't look the same. You know, it is what it is. And he um he is coming back from health and safety protocols. So he missed at least five games. They did like Trez is missing at least five or six games. Neto missed five. That's a lot of games to miss. Nice. Um and just be sitting around because I, I guess they got a quarantine or whatever. So that's a lot of games to miss. Um, so that's understandably too. But when when him and Brad play together, it just you can see in the Bulls game too. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, Spencer didn't score that whole first quarter in the Bulls game. And then he scores 14 points in the second quarter when he's not playing with Bradley Bill. Right. So you know the numbers don't lie. It's you know the numbers don't lie. Uh, KCP played pretty well too. Um, I got to give him his credit. He he's, he had some big threes to come out in the first in the second in the second half. We were down by 10 points at one point. It, it was looking ugly at one point. It really was. It was looking bad. Um, and the Magic were getting whatever they wanted to, to get in the paint and, and going downhill, Cole Anthony. Um, but KCP was one of the guys that definitely stepped up to help us win that game in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say KCP, 14 points. Uh, two for four from the three-point line, 50%. So that's good. Brad, 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, had one block in there, only two turnovers. So that's good to see. Six boards, seven rebounds. So he was distributing. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie said in – you know, a presser. He said he wouldn't mind being the shooting guard and letting Point Bill be a thing. He sounds like Spencer's all for, you know, trying to make it work, you know, trying to find whatever works best for the team. He also said it's hard when you have all these guys playing in the rotation, which the Wizards do have. They have a lot of guys playing in rotation. I mean, tonight, I mean, not tonight, but against the Magic, they had everybody but two players off the bench not play. That's a lot of guys playing. You know, and I know a lot of people want the rotation to condense, maybe more of a nine-man rotation, so the roles can be more, a little more defined, condense. Uh, so I agree with that as well. But yeah, it's I mean, just I really, hard to do that though mm-hmm. because you got Trez coming back too. Yeah, so it's, it's just tough. like almost impossible. It's tough, and that's where yeah, Thomas talking. Bryant's coming back too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a lot of guys. It's a lot and of guys. And that's where you talk bringing trade deadlines yeah. like a month away. And what do you want to do? Who's going to get took out the rotation? Who's going to get moved? Do you? I feel like at this point, I really do feel like either Thomas or Trez may have to be moved because we're already talking about the rotation is a little too deep. I mean, Spencer has said it or, you know, has made notions towards that. And then you got guys who are going to want the ball. Trez is going to want the ball. Trez isn't going to want to sit. You know what I mean? So right. it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. But, I mean, I do want to give praise to Bertans yeah, for those two threes. Go. Those were big threes. Those were definitely big threes. Um, but I am – Denny, the layup, you got to make your layups, man. <laughs> you got to make your layups. He definitely smoked that layup. But, I mean, it's a little less worse because they came out with the W – um, 
And to end it off, guys, Ed, final thoughts, player of the game, uh, X Factor as well. If you want to talk about a review about the next game a little bit, if you want, um, how you feeling? It? Yeah, definitely want to talk about Denny. Um, shout out to the people watching and listening from Israel. You know, we got to, you know, give uh, our assessment on Denny, our constructive criticism. You know, he's just, he, he's been off the last couple of games. And I said that a couple of videos ago and got some pushback. Mm-hmm. And I know he's 21 or 20 years old. He's still young. I know he's developing the green shoes. They got to go. I don't know what's going on with the green shoes, but he hasn't shot well since he, since he's worn them. Um, but yeah, just make your layups. You don't have to hit a whole bunch of threes, but you, you just got to finish your layups and keep your head up. Don't put your head down. Keep your head up. Want to see the confidence. And he was oozing with confidence in the first half of the year or the first quarter of the year. I want him to, to keep that confidence. And there's going to, there's ebbs and flows in the season. There's a lot of ups and downs. So he's still young. Mm-hmm. I like the potential a lot. Um, and then about, you know, making the trades and trying to condense the roster. I'm definitely not against that at all. Uh, but I, I do love on the flip side. I do like the depth. You know, if we do have injuries. If we do have the virus run through the team. So there, there's definitely both sides to it. But honestly, the offense, it did look at best when it was less guys. It really did. So um, but, you know, time will tell. We'll see when Thomas Bryant comes back. Greg Monroe, I like he gave some energy. He looks slow as molasses because, you know, he is, you know, <laughs> He is on the older side, and he's been one of my former George, Georgetown Hoyas, so I'm rooting for Greg Monroe. Mm. Uh, he just did, he did look a little slow out there, but he was rebounding his butt off. Neto was 0 for 7, uh, but he did play hard. Um, I'll give him that. And mm. player of the game for me was Kyle Kuzma. I mean, just, there's just no question. 27 and 22. The last player to do that was Anton Jameson. Um, so to be mentioned in the class of Anton Jameson, Gortat was at the game too. So I know Gortat had some good games, but he never got a 2020 game. Uh, Anton Jameson got it, but Kyle Kuzma, he's in a good class. It's hard to get 20 yeah. and 20. That's, 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 that's legit. 20, 20 points, 20 boards. That's hard to do. X factor for me. Um, I might go, I might go with, I might go with KCP cause he, he has some big shots. Of course it's easy to say Bradley bill, but I'll go with KCP. Play of the game for me, obviously Kuzma, uh, gotta give it to Kuz 100%. Like you brought up the Antoine Jameson stuff. I forgot what year they say, but they say 2010. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, that would happen in 2010, so it's a long time. It's 11 years, a decade. Right. Uh, player, uh, I mean, X Factor. X Factor, just to be nice, I'll say Bertans. He did only go <laughs> two for four, but those two threes were big threes, and they helped. And when Bertans is hitting threes in the 10 minutes that he plays, that helps. You know, that definitely helps. Those were big threes. I'll say he was the X Factor just to switch it up. And I know you went with KCP. So I'll say Berton's on the X Factor for sure. Um, yeah, and we got to yeah. clean up the turnovers too. I thought we turned the ball over too much. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. we could definitely get to, uh, get to Jeremy Grant, man. That's the talk of the town today. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. What you thinking about Jeremy? I like Jeremy. Of course, mm-hmm. like you said on Twitter, he went to a local high school. So if they do get him, then that's going to be on the broadcast 24-7. Uh, he is from the area. I mean, he's a he's a good player. But the question is, does he really move the needle? And right. what do you what do you have to give up for him? You know, right. uh, does he really make us a, a championship contender or even an Eastern Conference contender? Um, I feel like somebody like a Sabonis would would make us more of a contender than what Jeremy would. And I like Jeremy a lot. He's a really good player. He played with Weston South Jr. while he's with the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets beat the Clippers in the bubble when they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy Grant was guarding Kawhi, and Jeremy Grant is a really good defender. He's 6'9 with a very long wingspan. 
Um, he's a three and D kind of player. He shot, he's shooting 33% from the three this year, which is not great, but he, his role is different. Like he's more of an ISO player. That's what he's been. And, you know, with the, with the Nuggets, he was like the fourth or fifth option after Jokic, Jamal Murray. Um, they had so many guys on the team and the Pistons, he's like the number one option. Mm-hmm. So um, the Pistons are looking to move him obviously because they got Cade and so many other younger guys that they want to develop. Um, but he's eligible for a four year, $112 million extension after this year. So that is, um, something to consider too. So yeah. it's just like, what are you willing to give up for Jeremy Grant? You know, does it mm-hmm. really move the needle? Are you willing to give up some of the young guns? Are you willing to, cause the Pistons, yeah. they're not going to want Bertans guys. They're going to want Denny. They're going to want Rui. They're going to want a first round pick. If only it was that easy. Eh? Right. If they're going to want a first round pick. They're going to want Denny. Yeah. They probably want Rui and they probably want some people that can actually, I'm not going to say Bertans can't play, but they're going to want some young people. Because they're a rebuilding they're team, they're not going to yeah. win a first time. They, yeah. they just traded for a bull bull. They they want right. you. Yeah. They I mean they're projected to possibly be first pick, second pick, third pick again. Uh, so they definitely are looking to to get youth. You know, get youth for sure. I think Jeremy Grant, as far as needle neither, I mean needle mover. Eh, I mean I don't know how much he moves the needle. I will say it's different. We can't say, this is what we do as Wizards fans. We can't say, oh, we're tired of the Wizards floating. Make Choose a path. What do you want to do? Do you want to just be average? And then when they get in the conversation for, I don't know if people feel like Grant's a star, but, or or just a really above average player. Maybe not a star. Do you consider Grant a star? Or do you feel like he's just no, a he, really good player? Yeah, no, he's not a star. He's definitely a good player. He, he's he's yeah, better than yeah. a lot of guys in the league. He's, he's, yeah. he's, top, he's top 100 for sure. Yeah, and I know like a guy like Sabonis is probably above. I would say Sabonis will be above on my list too, but he may be a little too expensive when it comes down to it. But, I mean, because if they get Grant, then that probably means they're going all in. So Bill may be really looking at that Supermax, and then you brought up the contract for Grant, and you got to figure all that out. But we can't complain. Like, the Wizards don't do anything. They don't make no moves. And then when they talk about making a move, it's like, nah, I don't want to give up this guy. I don't want to give up that guy. And they complain about being average again. So they got to do something. I mean, if they, if they want to go in and they feel like Grant's their best choice, do it. That, that's my final thought on it. Do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against if, – if Tommy Shepard pulls the trigger, I just want to see who's included. Of course, mm-hmm. a Twitter GM, they had a trade that said Hollow Netto, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Denny for Jeremy Grant. And it said success. So uh, <laughs> I don't think the Pistons would accept – that trade getting uh Spencer and Howell, like, yeah, um, like Neto's contract will be expiring because he's on vet men, so I mean, that could be a thing. I mean, they could even right. possibly buy him. I don't know. Uh, Denwitty's different because mm-hmm. you know they got Cade there. I yeah. mean, you could bring Denwitty off the bench and he'd be like one of those vet guys, but I don't know if Denwitty would want to go to Detroit, but coming from Brooklyn and going to DC and then going to the Pistons, but and they especially with them wanting to focus on the, getting their younger guys in, like we just said. So I don't know if they will really want Denwitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and well, then another I, another trade I got a mock trade mm-hmm. that I saw here. This is from the Twitter GMs too. Is Thomas Bryant, Denny, and Aaron Holiday for a Jeremy Grant? Now Jeremy Grant's making. Twenty million dollars per year right now, which is which is fair. Which is fair. It's not crazy. Davis Bertans is making sixteen mil per year, so it's, it's not a terrible contract. It's actually a pretty good contract for what he's you know what he's hit per his play. Um. So yeah, TB Denny and Aaron Holiday for 
Jeremy Grant is one trade scenario. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Bryant, you get off one of the, the bigs, of the three bigs. Aaron Holiday, uh, small contract. Um, who was the other person? Aaron Holiday, Denny, and Aaron um, and Thomas Bryant. Yeah, and Denny, you you go in there. So Thomas Bryant is young, uh, ish, I believe. I'm not sure how old Thomas is, but I'm pretty sure he's young. Uh, Denny, that's, that would be the main piece. But I mean, it's tough because the Wizards are kind of tied up with their picks. You know, they can't oh, just yeah. go; they don't have picks to just throw at everybody. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough with their pick situation, which will make things a lot easier. But it's tough right now. So, right. I mean, at the end of, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying at the end of the day, I mean, I'm bored. Do something. Don't just sit <laughs> and be average at 500. Do something. You know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say do something. Oh, don't do that though. Don't don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. Do something. You know, I'm fine. If you want to try, try. I have no issues with you trying. Just try. At the end of the day. Yeah. Here, here's another one. Um, Wizards receive Jeremy Grant, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson, and the Pistons receive Davies Bertans, Rui, Thomas Bryant, and a 2024 first round top 20 projected pick. I think this is too much mm. um, to give the Pistons. Um, so I'm not a fan of that one either. So it, it just it just really depends on what you want to give up. Somebody else put Davies Bertans, Denny, in a 2022 first round pick for Jeremy Grant. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just I like Jeremy a lot, but I, I, personally I wouldn't give up Rui for Jeremy because I, I feel like Rui can reach what Jeremy does. I really mm-hmm. feel like that. And now what I what I think about. Considering Denny and some other guys, and maybe a pick, I think I, w- I would take a look at that. But other than that, it, it's just for me, it doesn't really move the needle. It yeah. doesn't move the needle. So, but if it's Sabonis, then yeah, I'm definitely throwing some guys in there because Sabonis has been to the All Star game multiple times. He's still young yeah. and he's making 19 million dollars per year. Like that's that's a steal if you can get Demonte Sabonis. And what he, he's a guy, he's a big that can get triple doubles. Like last night, he was going crazy. Like I got to look at his numbers. Um, but he, he's been averaging some crazy numbers. So bonus, I feel like he would he would fit really well with Bradley Bill yeah. on this team. And you would have that three of Kyle Kuzma, Brad, and Sabonis. I think it's a legitimate big three in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean. Who keeps this up? Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, Sabonis would be great. I don't think it's going to happen, but that mm-hmm. would definitely be – my number one option because I always say cat, but I don't think cat will be available. I don't know if the Wizards even have enough to get cat. Yeah. Uh, Sabonis, I don't know if the Wizards have enough to get Sabonis, but I wouldn't mind. You know, Sabonis is a beast, man. He dropped mm-hmm. what forty the other day. Yeah, I mean, career high. Guy's tough. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy to defend. He's a tough guy to stop. Um, I mean, he got thirteen rebounds in the game right now against the Celtics currently as we speak. I mean, he he's he's. A great player, man. I wouldn't mind him on the Wizards. Um, but that's all we got for you guys. I know we, we wanted to throw, definitely throw that Jeremy Grant talk in there at the end. Chime in on that as well in yeah. the comment section, guys. Let us know what you think. Do you like Grant? Do you, are, you, eh, are you iffy on him? I don't blame you if you are. <laughs> you know, Or do you just want the Wizards to try to do something or just rebuild it if they're not going to try to do, it, to do anything? But right. – once again, guys, thank you all for making Locked On, which is your first listen each and every day. Now, for your next listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. 
Well, Ed, do we end it off? Yeah, tomorrow, right? Yeah, Thunder. Do we end this magic game off with a dub? Is a dub a dub, or is it like, yeah? How you feeling? How you feeling? I'll take it. And honestly, um, Kyle Kuzma's last five games is averaging twenty-eight points, fifty-one percent from the field, thirteen point six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So he's playing his butt off these last five games. He's I got I got him getting um, twenty-five and ten. That's my bold prediction for tomorrow night. Okay. All right. Twenty-five and ten. I say tomorrow. I got a gaff game tomorrow, man. I, I got, yeah. I got fifteen. I got fifteen and twelve. Could be eighteen and twelve. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Was that the game? Yeah, eight blocks. Was that was against the Thunder, right? I think yeah, it was. yeah. I think yeah. yeah, seven, eight blocks, something like that. Yeah, it was definitely against the Thunder. He went off. That was the game he went off. But it's heavy. He'll take it. So we're gonna end it off with a dub, guys. We're gonna end it off with a dub, man. Hopefully, we ended off with another dub against the Thunder. But thank you guys all for listening. Make sure to subscribe, five stars, or wherever you get your podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Peace. How's it? Where's this peace? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.